Well, it is remarkable that so many of our national and international leaders are talking about declaring war. It is that feeling of that you've got no control and not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. You're listening to Messages of Hope, and I'm Richard Fox. We've had an overwhelming start to 2020. Bushfires, drought, floods, and now a health pandemic. How do we cope with all these unexpected disasters? Where do we find hope for today and into the future? Yesterday, I had my day off and I wanted to get organised for the week ahead. Went to the shops and I'd heard all about the craziness going on in shops, but when I actually physically was in there, trying to just do my normal week-to-week shopping, I was incredulous at, at the fact that there were empty shelves. I couldn't get chicken. I just, all I wanted to do was cook this. I'd Googled what am I going to have for tea tonight and I wanted chicken. There was not any chicken. I'd heard toilet paper, I'd heard sanitizers, no chicken, no frozen vegetables. It was mental. And, I, and people were, were looking at each other and going, what is going on? Mm. Yeah, the I things was, are just crazy, aren't they? They're mm. really crazy. I was at my local uh, GP office and by 10 o'clock they'd received 800 phone calls <laughs> yesterday morning. By 10 no o'clock. wonder everything is so, like, people are at capacity. 800 phone calls. Yeah, well, yeah. A friend of mine... Uh, travelled to Italy and going away for three months before the virus mm-hmm. broke out. And uh, so while she was there, the virus broke out and uh, she had some symptoms. So she thought, I'll, I'll self-isolate myself. She called the authorities to see if she could get a test. They said, no, you're not old enough. And yet she's retired. Um, so kind of made her feel young again. <laughs> but uh, so she just had to ride it out. And then when she said, when she finally got to go out, all the shops, everything was shut. Yeah. Um, they had to line up so and wait to go into the supermarket. They had to wait for someone to come out to go in. And she said it felt like wartime. Like if this was go- if this yeah. was war, this is probably what well, it could have felt like. So many people in the shops, and, and this was in the middle of the day. And normally the shops aren't. You know, there's not that many people. And I'm thinking, where are they all coming from in the middle of the day to actually be in the shops? So mm. I just what 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 happened to you? Like, what was your response to that? I could not believe it. I just, I was almost in shock that that this is how people are reacting. How can these people in a community that I know, that I live in, it's a, you know, a relatively small community, how can people be acting like this? I, it mm. just didn't make sense to mm. me. Mm. It is a wartime response, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, what does this say about ourselves, these kind of times? Well, it is remarkable that so many of our national and international leaders are using war language talking about declaring war, fighting a war, forming a war cabinet. So those feelings that that you described and the impression that your friend had over in Europe... Yeah, it's very dramatic. They're very dramatic things. Mm. And that idea of this being a warfare plays into the deepest loss of control Mm. personally and as a society that we could imagine. It is that feeling of that you've got no control over. And I think it's that not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, what what's going to happen next week, what's it going to look like in two weeks' time. It's that feeling of unknown and... Well, I know. I, I, I love the going to the footy and the cricket and I love travel. And now not having worst any nightmare. of that, yeah, I'm thinking... What does this mean? You know, mm-hmm. like, where do we go? Where, where's the, I suppose, the joy or that you get out of it? What does that mean? What have we and, got to look forward to? Yeah. yeah like, and, and people are feeling that, aren't they? They are. But I suppose if you think about it, what we take pride in is our power of control is actually very limited. Mm. You know, we don't have as much control as we really think we do yeah. over events and circumstances. Yeah. And losing things, that, well, taking things for granted 
that mm -hmm. we think we just have control on. Like we're just going about our lives and all of a sudden them having them ripped away makes us really sit up and take notice and we get fearful. And then when you start talking about people dying as a result of this illness, like people mm -hmm. over 65 uh, and people are vulnerable mm -hmm. with illnesses, it makes it really I real. I like that analogy of the war that you were alluding to earlier. I just, it has that echo of it, doesn't it? That I suppose lack of rations and things like that. That's, that's what I'm feeling like. If I reflect back to the supermarket, it feels like this is a world that I, I haven't seen. I haven't been through war mm. and it's not something we're used to. And so there is that, that. So where do we find hope in this kind of a situation that we find ourselves in? Well, well, it is asking ourselves big questions, isn't it, mm. officers? It's asking questions of us personally and as a society. Yeah, I'm not liking necessarily all the things that I'm seeing in society, mm. you know, the way we're reacting. Mm. Well, I think if you read the stories of people who've come through warfare, um, one of my close friends many years ago uh, spent three and a half years in Changi prisoner of war camp oh. during World War Two, and the same emotions and feelings emerge then, you know, the irrationality. We think that we're a very rational society, but in fact, we're very deeply insecure, fear-driven with a bit of a layer of rationality over the top. But the deepest fears suddenly come forward, the selfishness, the mm. self-preservation at yeah. all costs, the elbowing people out of the way to get the piece of toilet paper or whatever it is. At the same time, we will see and have seen heroic stories come through. Many of our medical staff in the days to come or presently um, may suffer as a result of their service. So it will highlight both the best and the worst in us. Coming up, we look at how unexpected crisis shines a light on our values and our fears and how the story of empty tin cans during war can point us towards a hope that we can rely on. You're listening to Messages of Hope, and we've been discussing about how we cope through unexpected disasters, like the global pandemic of the coronavirus. There is a, another side to this, and that is that uh, if you're to read any of the biblical accounts of God's dealings with his people, it's not just that he teaches us to trust him. He actually holds a mirror up to us, you know, through the circumstances of life, through the issues that we have to face where we're not in control and can't regain control. And in holding that mirror up to us, he says to us individually or as a whole society, what have you valued most? Where have yeah. you put your trust? Yeah. What do you think is the most important thing for you as a society? And I think what this is doing, this current crisis, is saying to us that we probably have become a quite self-centred, individualised, uh, every man for himself type yeah. society. I was just thinking, what would that mirror actually like, yeah. say? Thinking, oh, okay, so what 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 is important to me? And and. I think probably, you know, as you were saying before, all that holiday that I was saving yeah. for or, or looking forward to, all that, you know, Going they, to the footy. they were the things. And <laughs> yes. you think, yeah, that's great. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But probably bigger picture, this is making us look at bigger picture stuff, hmm. isn't it? A friend I mentioned before who was in the prisoner of war camp um, tells a story about people in the camp collecting tin cans. 
uh, because if you had tin, a tin can or two tin cans, you could put stuff in them. Oh, so they were empty tin cans. Empty, empty tin cans, yeah. yeah. And so this strange system that the more tin cans you had, the richer you felt. Even though you didn't have anything to put in them. <laughs> you didn't have anything to put in them. But if you could collect tin cans, it sort of gave this false impression that you were one step further ahead of the game than the people who only had one tin can. Because um, there's hope for what you can put in them. Exactly the case. But oh, wow. we put our hope in all sorts of things. Uh, empty tin cans is just the one extreme picture. that you've... Mm. But I think this crisis is revealing to us as a nation that we've put our hope in all sorts of stuff, which is essentially self-centred rather mm. than God-centred. Maybe there's even opportunities to reframe our world rather than live with the fear, the self-initiation yeah. and the hoardingness, but actually to be on a, get on the phone and call someone who is in self-isolation. Mm. Maybe yeah. ring them up and say, how are you going? Reconnect with people that are close to you that, you know, in a way that God's bringing past your path. And yeah. if someone comes up on your conscience, give and them a call. Maybe there's a positive way we can use social media rather than tearing people down there, but there's a way that we can actually... use it for what, what yeah. it's meant for and connecting with people. And hope and just say that we're there. Yeah. Just like God is here for us, you know, reenact that, mm. enact that with each other to to love one another. Crises like this do actually uh, strip us back to the very bare essentials of what's mm. the most important. Um, there's a well-known story of a great German preacher during World War II. Um, his name was Helmut Tierlicher, uh, and the cathedral in which he preached had been bombed. And uh, when he came to preach the next Sunday, he was in this bombed out uh, shell of a place with his congregation. And in that week of bombing, 50 people had been killed in the cellar of the church. Mm. But he met during the week one of the women whose husband had been killed in the bombing. And she said to him, I just want to thank you that you've prepared us to face eternity, you know, that this isn't the end, this isn't, we're not finished yet, that even though our world as we've known has collapsed, this isn't the end of all things. God is still with us even as we pass through death into life. So I think it does, as you're saying, it does give us an opportunity to rethink, recalibrate, realign ourselves Reevaluate what's important. What if you don't have that? You know, like I can't mm. imagine what it would be like in this sort of a situation if I didn't actually have that bigger sense of, you know, underneath it all, it's it's really not just me. Yeah, it's that there is something in control. Like I, you know, because of my faith, I I can be frightened of what's happening and I can be anxious, yeah. but I'm actually not afraid. Mm. I guess the bottom line is that God doesn't condemn us for our anxiety. He he knows us and he he knows us well. Uh, But it is an opportunity to ask how do we want to try and put that anxiety to rest? Are we going to turn back in upon ourselves and try and find all of the answers within ourselves? And then we just come we end up scrabbling in the supermarket lane lane over toilet paper. Or, or is it a call for us, God, saying, no, look outside of yourselves, turn yourselves over to me, yeah. trust me. Um, many generations have had to come through this before, even worse than we have, and he's brought them through. He'll bring us through as well, I'm sure. You're listening to Messages of Hope. 
For free PDFs, videos and podcasts about finding peace in challenging times, go to messagesofhope.org.au. That's messagesofhope.org.au. Or for a free booklet, call 1-800-353-350. That's 1-800-353-350. I'm Richard Fox from messagesofhope.org.au. I hope you can join us next week for another message of hope. Real hope to cope with life's challenges.